This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims, and we got a special show for you today. We got five guys in here that's just going to unzip their hearts, get real, get raw. This is going nationally. This is with men of all backgrounds, all cultures are right here together right now. And we're going to be talking about the effects of fatherhood. So before the tape started rolling, before we started actually recording, man, we, we was talking about how things can happen to us. And then when we as men get angry, you know, we have the right to get angry. Like I, we were saying earlier, if if you're paying your child support and the court allows you certain parenting time but then when you go pick up your child or children the mother has took the children away you're not there you call the police and they just say make a report but then if you're 15 minutes late for dropping your children off they're going to say the next time that happened you're getting arrested and your situation is a little bit different man share with what, what, what you was talking about before i said stop let's get this going now my situation is they took my girls away from me it's been about three months already and like I was telling my boys here that when I got here this last week, uh, the lady who was taking care of the kids decided, hey, I'm done. I can't do it. I can't afford to take care of your kids no more. So she called CPS to come pick up their kids. And what kind of trips me out is that we tried to get hold of CPS. They never return our phone calls or emails, text messages, voicemails, whatever. But all of a sudden she picks up the phone. CPS is right there, right there at the door, picks up my kids, takes them, doesn't inform us. We knew because of the lady. She said, hey, and all the lady told us was CPS came for your kids. I don't know where they're at or who they're with or anything. So we had no information for about 48 hours. And, and then, um, again, on Friday, they finally told us at the end of the day, 5 o'clock, that, hey, your kids are in a group home. Um, that's all we could release to you. Um, and they, um, you'll be able to see your kids on Saturday. And I was like, Okay. And like I was telling my brothers here, I've gone to class after class after class and even to a psych evaluation where they keep on telling me, you know, most people would be like, hey, it's cool. You know, they're saying nothing but good stuff about me. But I'm irritated because of the fact everyone keeps on telling me, hey, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You're taking the right steps. There's nothing wrong with you. Well, in my 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 case is like I get mad because of the fact, OK, you guys keep telling me I'm doing the right thing. Then why the hell don't I have my kids? So you, what I'm thinking the entire time is you wrong, wrongfully took away my daughters away from me because everyone else here except for CPS is saying, hey, you're doing, the right, you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing. Go ahead. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Well, apparently not because if I'm doing the right thing, then why don't I have my kids? Why can't, why can't I have my girls back? And you were saying earlier, too, before we start recording that you have never been convicted of anything, but on your record – the type of job that you can or can't get. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, I, I had spoken to my lawyer and I because I had received a letter in the in the mail and I didn't understand it, you know, because I had a bunch of legal terms and I asked my lawyer to explain it to me. She goes, in hindsight, what this says is that pretty much you cannot work with any children, any elderly or anyone who is sick who actually needs that type of help because of what you've done. And I go, but but what did you do though? That's that's exactly what I was trying to get to. I was like, okay, but what what have I done? I haven't done anything, you know. And and I told her, I go, isn't this America? Aren't we innocent until proven guilty? 
I was like, well, I'm actually guilty before proving innocent because this is on my record now. She goes, well, the only people that could actually find this out are those type of people. So, like, if you go, say, work for Walmart or something, they can't find that out. It's high, high clearance security that has to go into that. And I was like, it don't matter. But to me, I know it's on there. That's a mental thing. Okay, I was like, I've never, ever been in trouble my entire life. I've never done drugs. I've never been arrested. I've never had handcuffs on me. Okay, the worst thing I've ever had is a speeding ticket. And I was like, that's two my entire life. You know, I'm 31 years old. I've only had two speeding tickets. That's it. You know, and to have this on my record because a little kid is saying I did this, you know, that's ridiculous. You know, and I, in, my, in my class, they asked me, okay, what type of parent are you? And that's when I got frustrated. I said, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't know. I was like, because of what I've gone through and the hell I've been put through, I don't even know how to be a parent. I don't know what I can, cannot do, what I can and cannot say to my little girl now for the fear. And it's not just me. It's my lady, too, with the fear of that she's going to either pick up the phone or she's going to go tell an adult because she's smart now. She knows how to get her way. If I can't get this, I know how to do it. And the fact that we have a, a, a younger daughter that kind of looks up to her older sister and mimics everything her older sister does, I'm afraid that she's going to be like, hey, He's not giving you this. He's putting you in timeout. This is all you have to do to get your way. You know, that's what we're afraid of, you know. This is why this show today is titled The Effects of Fatherhood, because we as men are going through so much different stuff. You know, we, when I was sharing earlier, you know, we know and, and, you know, our prayers go up to all the families, the police officers, the victims that were shot all around the country. But when there's something like that, it, this, this country is an uproar. But when it comes to, to men, when it comes to fathers, and what I was saying before, the average man has less than three friends in a lifetime, you know, and this is what the country really don't want to see. Men coming together, all cultures, all backgrounds saying, hey, man, you know, we have feelings, too. We have emotions, too. Yeah, I can go uh, uh, get food and I can go get a, get a job and bring the money home. But there's things on my heart that I'm, I'm struggling with as well. Share a little bit about your situation. Um, well, I did, um, I did some wrong and I, I got arrested and I went to prison and I, I changed my life around. You know, I gave my life to the Lord, started living for the Lord. And, um, you know, I did three and a half years, you know, no issues, no write-ups, no trouble or anything like that. Uh, I did everything I needed to do to get my life back on the right track and, um, to become a responsible parent and I get out. And well, while I was in there, my um, my ex had some issues with her daughter, and I'm not sure exactly what all happened, but for some reason I had to go to court to give up uh, custody of my son. So I get out, and I'm trying to see my son and his grandparents are telling me one thing, you know, oh we love you, you're doing good, and we want you to be in his life, and you know, and then just lead me on and standing me up and. Uh, lead me on standing me up we'll set up dates and then something will come up and i mean it's been everything from you know oh the cables out we can't meet up right now to my check hasn't come and i'm like i don't need money to see my son i want to see my son because i love him and uh so it's just it it's been sporadic and uh i found out about father's matter and uh, i decided to come get involved and do what i can to to make it possible for me to be in my son's life so basically, you you had to sever your rights to be a father. You- I didn't sever uh, my rights. I said I still have my my rights. I just had to give custody over because I was going to be 
I wasn't going to be able to be there for more than six months at a time. So, so where, where are you at right now with the situation? Do you have a regular parenting time with your son? What's going on? Where are you at? Uh, I'm. I just went down and got all the paperwork I need to, uh, so I can set up and go to court to get regular parenting time. I don't know exactly where my my rights lay right now, uh, but I know that I do have rights, and that I'm going to make sure that I get the opportunity to see my son on a regular basis until I'm set up enough where I can get him back and have custody of him. And the mother's not in the picture. She comes and goes. I have a feeling she's into drugs, and I don't really I don't really know what all it entails. We don't stay in contact anymore, but. How about you, man? Um, well, I seen the, the Father's Matter on Facebook. I decided to come because I feel like this is something that I needed personally for my life. And I've been coming ever since. It's just definitely been uh, improvement on my life and how I communicate with my child's mother and how I also raise my son. You know, I just want to be a better man and also be a better dad as well. And I seen that there really wasn't no books. There's no books on that. You know, it's just life. They throw you in the, they throw you out there, and it's like, hey, figure it out. So I never really knew was the proper way to instruct my son and how to teach him and how to answer questions and stuff like that, or how to communicate with my uh, child's mother when things are not going too well. You know, how to stop uh, thinking selfishly. You know, and just trying to look look at it from all angles. So what have you learned and what are you doing differently now since you said you've been coming to Father Matters groups and support groups? Well, I've been, um, I stopped thinking so selflessly with myself and try to think in the um, frame of thinking with all others, like thinking because I am a person, I have my own agenda, but now I have a kid and now I have someone else who is in my life as well, regardless of the situation, they're going to be there for a, a long time because of what we had here. And so... Um, what I learned from Father's Matter is just not to think so selfishly. I, mean, I went through the book. I come here. We would go through different chapters and stuff like that and try to work on different ways of communicating. You know, maybe it was me. Maybe I was. Maybe I did raise my voice. You know, I am so much bigger than my um, child's mother. So me saying, hey, stop that, they look at it like, you know, I'm about to kill her. <laughs> and really, I am just had some questions. You know, I was just like, I raised an eyebrow. Why are we doing things this way? Questioning. Uh, certain certain methods and certain ways that we actually are raising our child, and so this helped me to see uh, both both sides. You know, take the anger, and frustration now, and uh, open my ears so I can listen differently now. So, but I would you you, you facilitate the Father Matter support support group on the weekends? What what have you been seeing? And what are you hearing? What are the men bringing to the groups? What's going on? Um, well, they're bringing a lot of pain, a lot of anger. Um, confusion um, and I, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be able to provide um, uh, a, uh, an environment for them to be able to vent and release some of that energy, that anger before it goes out into the world um, in a negative manner um, one thing that I've also learned here just me, um, I have I have two daughters, uh, one is uh, she lives with her mother and then I'm married and me and my, my wife we have a daughter so being able to be around fathers who um, who may be going through different things, uh, th- things different than I am, it reminded me to be thankful for my situation. It reminded me to always try to be better, and and I appreciate that. We have to feed off of each other. Listen, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> 
You're listening to the Father Matter Show with Van Sims, and today we're talking about the effects of fatherhood. And we got men together. We're just talking about what's really going on and hearing about different situations and what we're going through. But but basically, we're still all the same. We all men who just want to be the best fathers that we can be. Share a little bit about you, man, about your situation. Uh, yes, sir, uh, brother Kadir, father of six, uh, married, married for thirteen years, and. I'll just say, like, fatherhood for me is, is very uh, important. You know, we, especially when you grow up in a household without a father, you, that, I think that allows us to stumble over so many areas when we become fathers. We never had a true example, no matter what community you come from, whether it's Caucasian, black, or Mexican, no matter what your nationality is, coming up without that example, when you do get into it, it makes it harder. So for me as a father, when I look back on some of the things I did to my older children, I made a lot of mistakes. So now I'm more patient with my children. I'm more patient with my wife. Um, and I just appreciate God allowing me to get to this point to grow and to be able to be men. And I say, dang, you know what, Kadir, you made some mistakes, you know, to be able to give me brothers and, and another woman as well that can help me to grow to be a better uh, father. And that's why it's important for us as men to come together, regardless of background, race, or whatever. We've got to unzip our hearts and get raw and get real. What do you guys think the effects of fatherhood is today with all the technology and all the fashions and, and all this? How do you think that it's affecting our children today, especially for us as fathers, when you can't afford all this stuff? Anybody? I would say that I think um, for the father's perspective, technology should make it easier for you to gain information and resources to uh, strengthen up your weaknesses. On the flip side to the children, if you are not financially able to get them the Xboxes and the things that they want, I think that you should have some type of way to, to um, you know, kind of let them know that that stuff's not necessarily that important. And what's more important is, you know, if you, got, if you can't afford an Xbox game or PlayStation, but you can afford to take them to a ball game, you know, that that's valuable. My father never took me to a ball game. In fact, my first time going to a professional a uh, football game was through my son's school. They invited the fathers to come out. You know, but other than that, I never experienced that before. So I think just, you know, using the resources, man, don't be afraid to say, you know, I need help. You know, that's, that's what I think the technology does. And that's what I like because the, for us, the men, we don't, we don't do that. We don't reach out to each other and say, I need help. We don't reach out to each other to say, man, how you really doing? Why do you think it's so hard for men to connect with other men? Because we're taught not to. Say that again. We're taught not to. We're taught to be men. We're taught to to be that that person that has no feelings. It shows no love towards anyone. You know, if they, we see someone that's falling down, one of our boys, our first reaction is we like pick yourself up. That ain't a man, dude. Come on, you're crying over a girl. You, your kids are doing that. Come on, be a man, dude. How how are you gonna be head of a household if you if you're there crying? If you're there weak, you need to be the rock. You need to be the heart and soul of this family. But that's not that's not really what it is. I mean, because. I mean, we. I mean, you cut us, we bleed. I mean, we cry just like everyone else. I mean, we got stress, frustrations, just like a woman does. You know, it doesn't make us less of a man just because we want to cry, just because we're frustrated. But it sucks when, especially when you come from such a strong background. I come from a strong, sorry, my bad, a strong Mexican background. And even with what I'm going through, I have my father, which I love to death, and he's always been there for me. But he's told me, he keeps telling me, hey, don't cry. Don't show your weakness. That's not a man. A man does not do that. You go in there to the courts. You go in there to your lawyer. 
you know, wearing your, your heart on your shoulder, they're going to see weakness. And they're going to be like, how can we give these kids back to this guy if he doesn't even have it together himself? He's weak. How is he going to be able to provide a, a, a foundation for his family if he can't even keep it together, even in this hard time? You know, that's the hard part. So what I'm hearing is we, we, it, when we express how we feel, our anger, our hurt, our sorrow, we're soft, we're out of control, uh, we, we, we need some counseling. But then when we don't do that, when we keep everything locked up and then when we come home and can't get out the car unless we smoke a joint, can't walk in the house without kicking our kids' toys all through the house, can't even sit down and have dinner with the family until we have two or three long, throw back two or three long beers or something like that. Why do we have to do that? Why are we keeping that in? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with your, with, with your background and your current situation that you're in now. Um, your background because it's going to determine how you're dealing with your current situation. If you have, if you come from always being able to uh, make it through the struggle as an adult, uh, when you get to that point, you kind of you you have some ideas and and some 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 avenues that you would take to overcome these things. But if you don't come from that, then you're kind of lost out there, you know. How has your childhood, and think about everybody, we go around the room, start with you first. How do you think your childhood affected you being a father today? Um, my dad died when I was real young. Um, he died when I was 10, but up until that point, he raised me by himself. My mom was nowhere in the picture. Um, so that's kind of given me the, uh, I'd say the strength and the courage to know that I had that in me too. And uh, I'm going to be able to face the battle ahead in order to get my, my kids back and, and to take care of them, whether or not their mom's in the picture. How has, your, how has your childhood, you think, affected your fathering today? I think that it, uh, I know that it forces me to be better. You know, it forces me to understand things and look at things from a whole other aspect. Like, for example, my mother... She has some, she, I believe still to this day, she has some type of envious uh, hatred towards my father. And she would say certain things like, your father can't read or he's dumb or this, that, and other. But she never bought me a book. She never made sure that I could read. You know what I mean? Even though my actions allowed me, by the grace of God, to bring home straight A's and show her that I was somewhat intelligent. However, in that I realized, when I look back, I actually looked at this a few year, a few weeks ago, and I realized, like, she never bought me a book, never, never took me around culture things, never exposed me to uh, intelligence, so to speak, you know. But she always gave me those words. So as I grew up, I was like, you know, you got to be smart. You got to at least know your ABCs, how to count, how to do this, how to do that. So when I, had my, when I started having my own children, it, uh, like, I had books in my house. I read with my children. I make sure that I expose them to things that will empower them to make sure that they don't have to stumble through some of the things that uh, that I had to stumble through. And how do you think your childhood affected your fathering abilities today? Um, I, I feel like it has definitely set me back a lot. You know, I think that when you fault someone, you can't fault them for not really knowing. I never knew how to be a father. I, my father wasn't there. I really don't recall seeing too many relationships where the father was there. 
So now that I have a kid, everything is pretty much <clears throat> brand new to me, you know. And when you run across a problem, where do you really go as a man to get that answer? You know, if you ask a woman, you sh- you, sh- you should know what to do because you- you're the man, right? You're supposed to be tough, supposed to be strong, supposed to have the answers. Don't basically not have an answer because then you're looked as, like my friend was saying, you look as weak, not real, not a quote-unquote a real man. So for me, I, I just push myself every day to just gain the knowledge and try to share the knowledge with other fathers. You know, cause I know I'm not the only one. You know, I can go into a tally. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of us that that our fathers are not there in our life, like other people's fathers that raised them, that showed how to get their own and do things and work on cars and all these little skills and tools that you need to be a man in today's society. You know, so I decided to wipe myself a clean slate, learn as much as possible, and be amongst other men that I can that I can look up and I can respect them as well. Like I respect a lot of men's decisions and opinions when I come to this to this meeting. That's why I've been coming for so long because it's definitely been helping me when I come get things from one another brother to another brother. Like I know what I didn't look at it from that side. You know, I didn't I didn't look at it from that side. So now I do, and it's definitely helped me to help me be a better man to my son to understand what's going on and how my approach should be different, you know. And one of the reasons why I wanted to put this show on the air is because you look around the room, we got black, white, Mexican, all different races in here. Is And my question, is the media in here right now? Is, is Fox News in here? No, we giggling because they're not here. Right. But... If this one brother right here shot this brother right here, this, if this black brother shot this white brother, would the media be here? You see what I'm saying? And it's like, so why is it when, when it's positive, it's not important when it's negative? See, because only negativity sells. This is why we individually got to step up and break through this type of stuff, man, and come together. Even in the midst of everything that's going on around the country. You see what I mean? All the time. This is what's not happening enough. And a lot of times, truthfully, when it is happening, it's some big time national conference. Then it's $150 to attend. And, you know, and it's like it's, it's no connection, man. It's it's not it's it's show. It's come to come to town like the circus. You pack an arena of 20,000 men who don't know each other and then go home, buy up all the merchandise and then go home. And guess what? That that pornography addiction is still staring you in the face. That marital problem is still staring you in the face. That alcoholism is still staring you. The bills that, that was on the table when you left that morning is still on the table that afternoon. You're listening to the Father Matter Show with Vance Sims. And today uh, we, we got together some men and we're talking about the effects of fatherhood. Hey, listen, if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, click on the uh, visit the fathermatters.org website and click on the donate to Father Matters icon. We're going to wrap this show up right now, but I just want to thank you guys for, like, opening up for what you did because this is what's happening all around the country. We constantly get calls. Do you guys have a Father Matters chapter in Wisconsin? Do you have a Father Matters chapter in Minnesota, uh, Denver? No, we don't. That's why we have the radio show that goes nationally. That's why we have the National Tribune that goes out. But this is it was important because you don't hear men coming together and talking about 
issues. We didn't get we didn't even take the lid off of this. But people were able to hear a little bit of how men are feeling and what we talk about in a group, a group of men, all backgrounds, all cultures, you know, and it's like, where's the media? Why are people applauding this? Because they want to see one race on one side, another race on the other side. They want to see the name calling. They want to see guns. That's that's entertaining. But this is it's not entertaining about that. Because at the end of the day, there are what five officers who will never go home again, and two young motorists who will never go home again. And then this will be yesterday's news when something pop off again. But why don't in between time we get together as men across the board? And say, let us individually take responsibility and let's individually support each other. So thank you guys for being here today. And thank you for tuning into the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. I'm sending it back to the studio to Jeremy Siegel, my engineer. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you. And God bless. Are you in need of family law legal services? Contact fathermatters.org. Our purpose is to provide free legal assistance services to fathers and their families. Remember, you have the right to see your children, and no parent can take that right away from you. Being responsible financially for your children is required by law, but even parents without financial means have the right to see their children. Don't let a legal matter stop you from being an excellent and involved parent. For more information about free family law legal services, log on to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org.